Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. about it before we started the church with my leadership in youth with a mission that it's not that way quite often in churches quite often what what I see in churches is a half-heartedness when I first became a Christian I was 24 years old and I had grown up in church and everything but I, I you know I, I didn't really know the Lord and then he kind of confronted me with that and I'm I became a Christian Today, Pastor Robert will share with you the sad reality of the lack of commitment in volunteers. Volunteers can make many excuses about why they won't be able to volunteer. Now, that isn't to say that there aren't real excuses, but some excuses like, I'm not getting paid for this, someone will cover me, are simply not words that can come from the heart of a true servant. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. letter, Paul was rebuking them. There's one group that said, you know, we're of Apollos. And another group said, well, we're of Peter, Cephas. And there was another little faction that says, no, no, we're of Paul. And Paul says, you're not of me. Wait a minute. I didn't die to, you know, pay for your sins. I, I, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And you guys are immature and you're, you're behaving like children, arguing over who the best teacher is or whatever. Grow up. But they loved Apollos. Apparently in their letter they had asked Paul to bring him along or at least, you know, let him know, hey, we, we really need him to come. And Paul says, guys, I tried, but now is just not a good time for Apollos. He says he'll come later. Verse 13, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong, let all that you do be done with love. I urge you, brethren, you know that the household of Stephanus, it's the first fruits of Achaia, and they've devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints that... You also submit to such and to everyone who works and labors with us. Another one of these little tidbits, okay, a little little extra, a little bonus thing here. What he's telling them, literally what he says is the, the household of Stephanus, they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. I love the way he words that. You know why? Paul recognized it because that was him. That was him. When you look at the life of the apostle Paul, He lived and breathed, just pleasing God, serving Jesus. Do you realize Paul had abandoned everything, everything? He'd been disowned by his family. Here you have an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. A lot of people don't realize the writer of the New Testament, most of the New Testament was an Orthodox Jewish rabbi. 
Saul of Tarsus studied under Gamaliel. He had the best education, Jewish education, that the world had to offer in his day. He was persecuting Christians until he himself met the Christ and became a Christian. And he went from there, he went into ministry, and in doing that, he was... You know, he was a member of the ruling council of the Jews. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, but not after he became a Christian. The man, he says in one place, I, I counted it all as loss for the sake of the gospel. And so when he saw somebody else who had the same heart, he's like, okay, I can work with them because they're real. That's the real deal. They're not playing Christianity. They're not playing church. They're not... They're, They're going for it. They're living for eternity. These people are addicted. They have addicted themselves to serving the saints. Man, that stands out to me. I want to be just transparent with you for a minute. One of the difficulties in pastoring a church, as opposed to, you know, before this, for eight years I was in leadership in Youth with a Mission, and I would take student teams to other countries and do different things. And there's such a contrast for me, because when I was in Youth with a Mission... The people that I was responsible to serve, to minister to and to teach and to train, they had applied, filled out a lengthy application, telling us about themselves. They wanted to come. They wanted to be a part of it. They had paid several thousand dollars to come. Sometimes people would say, well, can I come and get an apartment and work? No, you can't do that. Not in youth with a mission. You have to move in. You're going to live together, eat together. You're going to clean together. You're going to work together. You're going to study together, pray together. Everything together. Why? Well, because that's a big part of the training. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But that's the, that's the way it is. Because through those interpersonal conflicts, through the things that come up, we're going we're gonna to look at the Bible, see what it says, and then apply that in those situations and, and circumstances. And we used to refer to it as a, as a Christian hothouse. You know, like a greenhouse where you grow flowers. It gets really hot and sticky. and It, it was kind of like that. And the people who were there, 98% of them really wanted to be there. They really wanted to be there. They were passionate about it. They were, they were into it. And so when you sat them down and, and lovingly rebuked them because they were making decisions that weren't in line with the Scriptures, they were actually grateful for it, in most cases. When they made you know, the, the commitment, they, they, they really meant it, and, and they were all about And you know what I find in, in pastoring? We used to talk about it before we started the church with my leadership in Youth with a Mission, that it's not that way quite often in churches. Quite often what, what I see in churches is a half-heartedness. When I first became a Christian, I was 24 years old, and I had grown up in church and everything, but I, I you know, I, I didn't really know the Lord, and then um, he kind of confronted me with that, and I became a Christian. And a few weeks later, just a few weeks later, I had found a little church that, you know, I had attended it a couple of times, and it was looking like, okay, this is where I'm going to commit, a real small church. And, you know, I was in a, a culture. I grew up in, in Georgia. Everybody dressed up for church. And my work at that time required me to wear a coat and tie. So, I mean, I had one pair of blue jeans, and everything else was, you know, suits. So Sunday morning, I got up, I got dressed, you know, I'm all dressed up. I'm headed out the door to go to church. And I, I open my apartment door, go outside. It's pouring down rain. And in those days, I actually had hair to worry about. And I'm thinking, I, just, I don't know these people. I'm not going to show up looking like a, you know, little drowned puppy or something. It's, it's, no. 
So I turned around. I was going to go back in the house. Just skip church. You know, it's raining. It's inconvenient. I'm, I'm just going to go back and not go to church. I literally turned around, turned around and, and started back up the stairs. And, and I was just so convicted, deeply, deeply convicted. And what the Lord impressed upon my heart in that moment was, what if you were going to work, not to church? Of course, I mean, you got to eat. I'd go to work. And it was like the Lord was saying, yeah, I, yeah, you would. Well, but, you know, Lord, you got to, I mean, every, you know, you got to work. You got to eat. You got to pay bills. And, you know, I'm also oh, you're worshiping your employer. You, you've placed them at a higher level of priority and importance than God. No, 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 no. It's, it's not like that. Yeah, yeah, it is in the lives of most Christians. Here's how I know that to be true. When when most Christians that I've known over the last 20 years make a commitment at church, it's a kind of sort of commitment. Meaning that, OK, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be there at 1115 to serve in child care. Hopefully. What if you did that with your boss? How long would that last? For most of you, not long. And, and, and that's just one illustration. You know, over and over and over, we see that. We, well, you know, I mean, I, come on. I just, you know, it's church. I mean, they, they understand. I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it. They, they, they understand. Somebody will take care of it. See, your perspective's all wrong if you're thinking that way. Yeah, but I don't even get paid for doing this. I mean, I'm just kind of, I've heard that. I had a, had a girl tell me one time, right after we started the church, we wanted the core membership that, that said, yeah, we want a church and we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll stand with you and, and we'll go for it. And, and they kind of weren't. And so I sat them down. It was just about five of them. And I said, you know, it's not too late. If you don't want to do this, I'll go get a job. You know, it, we don't have to do this. And, and th- this young lady said to me, Robert, you know, I mean, you're the pastor, so, I mean, it's natural. You're going to be more committed to this than anybody else. And I said, no, no, no. No, no, I am committed to this. Therefore, I'm willing to pastor. Do you understand the difference? His love is the main thing. been listening to Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. During this season that's filled with uncertainty, we know that one thing is unchanged. God is in control. We encourage you to take time daily to spend in the Word, in prayer. As with many churches across our nation, Calvary Miami Beach is holding church online. We'd love for you to join us. Go to calvarymiamibeach.org to connect to our Sunday virtual service and be sure to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel for more messages. We also know how essential prayer is during this time and we want you to know we're already praying for you. Is there anything specific we can be lifting up to the Lord? Please let us know through our prayer request form at calvarymiamibeach.org. Would you do the same for us? Please keep Pastor Robert 
and our church staff in your prayers, as well as our nation's leaders and those affected by this virus. Thank you for praying, and if you feel led to support Main Thing Radio financially during this time, we would be grateful. You can donate online at calvarymiamibeach.org. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to Main Thing Radio.